You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people I just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? Dog, they sick, man. You gotta be high. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. So in that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm-hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang, if you like. Like, I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like, there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes. And that is what I live by because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. family I want to welcome you all back to the socks and sandals podcast where society culture history and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews it's your guy emmanuel i'm back in the living room whipping it up and first things first a little housekeeping i have my eight week live digital course titled know your enemy the evolution of racism it begins october the 15th half of the room is full so i'm filling up the other half asap if you feel like this is for you You feel like you've been thinking about it. You kind of on the fence. I suggest you act because it's going to fill up sooner than you think, because it's filling up sooner than I thought. You know, so um, I suggest you act. Email me socks and sandals podcast at Gmail dot com. In the subject line, put course in the body. Put your first and last name and your phone number. I will reach out to you. Set up a 15 to 20 minute consultation call. And if it's a good fit for you, we'll get you signed up. And get you all squared away to launch this thing on October the 15th. All right. But without further ado, let's get into this video. All right. So in this video, I'm highlighting Dame Dash. Um, This this video was released, I think, like late July, early August 2020. Um, It was a dope episode on the Earn Your Leisure show i would say podcast but they're they're calling it a show now so i want to honor that so the earn your leisure earn your leisure show and in this video dame dash gives his interpretation of what racism is and how it functions so 
I chose this video clip in particular because I have noticed a trend of Dame Dash having feuds with white business partners. Now, it's not odd for a black American to have difficulty being treated the way that they feel they should be treated when partnering with corporate entities and or you know individual business partners of european descent but dame you know he documents his life and his business and monetizes it so when it's out there in the open you know it's kind of up for scrutiny um what i like to say more or less constructive criticism uh, at least that's where i'm coming from with my energy and and my efforts at this time so for someone like myself who has admired him since i was in high school and i literally study his business and life's life philosophy by consuming you know many of his interviews over the years and his audiobook culture vultures um i love how outspoken he is on the topic of racism but i noticed some glaring holes in his comprehension of what racism white supremacy is and how it works so you know the outcome of his dealings with Lior Cohen, adam 22 uh and most recently tara long at the weed network you know i hate to say i mean it, it took me by surprise you know at, at least the way that it played out um but you know the way that it played out and it had what the way that they have played out time after time after time it just shows me that there is some confusion on Dame's end. And in this episode or in this interview in particular, he kind of just laid out his philosophy on racism, what it is and how it works. Now, one of my favorite quotes in life at this point in time is from Nilly Fuller Jr. And he says, if you don't understand white supremacy, what it is and how it works Everything else that you understand will only confuse you. All right. Now let that marinate. Let that sizzle in your spirit. And let's get into this video real quick. It's not like to me, racism is just to separate broke people for broke people to fight each other so that they don't fight the rich people. All right. So that first clip. Dame says racism was created to separate broke people it was for broke people to fight each other so that they don't fight the rich people now that's a that's a dope observation and um when you look at certain parts of history that's pretty true like that's pretty spot on especially you go back to virginia in the uh the late 17th century and bacon's rebellion you know, um, it was two privileged people fighting, but one of the Europeans had got the poor people on his side. So he got the indentured servants and he got the Africans to rally with them and fight against the government and do raids on uh, Indian territory and all that type of stuff because Indians were doing raids on them. But what uh, I'm saying all that to say, part of that ideology that Dame is, is, um, is talking about right there that's accurate uh so let's continue on with it that's it what what's a white racist he's usually fucking cracked living with dip spit <laughs> in a fucking hut like i lived in north carolina i'd be online and niggas would have their confederate shit flag 
and go back to the car. I'll be laughing. I'm getting in the Porsche. Of course you mad. <laughs> how many how many rich races is on the front line of of KKK? But there are a lot of rich races. All right, so that last clip, Dame talked about the poor white white supremacists, the poor white trash white supremacists, the stereotype that everyone always kind of leans on when they talk about racism and white supremacy. So um, basically what he was describing is that Southern uh, in your face racism, that old fashioned, this is our country, that type of racism. Right. And so the, the NASCAR fan, Daytona 500 with the Confederate flag in the, in the pickup truck uh, with the trunk Trump flag hanging out the pickup truck type racist type white supremacy. That's what he's referring to. But white supremacy and racism is way deeper and far way more in- encompassing than just that stereotype that um, the education system has given us and that entertainment has given us. I mean, it's kind of like um, when we think of slavery, we think of the South was all for slavery and the North was like kind of cool because they didn't have slavery as long as the South. But they had slavery before the South, <laughs> you know, and then they, they got out of it due to just getting into other industries. Um, but the slavery thing is, it's not just a South North, like everybody was complicit. You know, some of your, some of your favorite colleges and universities on the East coast dealt with slavery. Some of your, some of your Catholic, a lot of your Catholic churches and, and, uh, all of that, man, they was, they was complicit, you know, here in the U S not just in, in Europe when it comes to slavery. So, and that's in the South and primarily on the East coast, to be honest. So um, there's slavery and, and white supremacists and, and all that type of stuff. Like these things, these stereotypes that we have and kind of what Dane was talking about, the poor white trash type dude. I mean, it's racism and white supremacy goes deeper than that. And also when he's talking about the rich guy that just, wants to be racist because it keeps them rich. There's so many reasons why a a rich person would be racist or not. I mean, it's not even about rich or poor. It's more about having that privilege and being able to utilize it at any time. And so um, actually I'll, I'll digress on that and let's get to the next clip. Racist though. I didn't nigga. They stay racist just cause they want to stay rich. Okay, how is it racism in Kanye? Gap is the most all-American institution, and they putting a black man name in front of it. Well, he's going to sell if they want the money. So it's not racism. When it comes to money, white people going to put a black man name in front of theirs. What are you talking So it's not racism because the Gap made a deal with Kanye West. He said it's not racism when they put a black face basically on the brand. So that logic, it's like um, Dame, the way that I've observed him, Dame is a general, Dame is a boss, Dame is a businessman. He's not a worker, he's a boss, right? And so he has this world view of if people do business with me, you can't sun me. 
because I'm always in a power position. And so because he he comes into his business deals in a power position and he carries himself um, and perceives himself as such, then that's just how he sees everything. And so when he sees anyone else make a deal with a you know historically white corporation, he sees it as a power move. However, white corporations will exploit with a smile on their face. They will play the background with the smile on their face. Yeah, they'll give him a deal, but the deal will be advantageous to the corporation. Yeah, Kanye is going to get some change, a good chunk of change. But just like an NFL player, just like an NBA player, just like a, a, a rap artist or whatever type of artist, they get a deal and they're making millions. But if if uh, if Damian Lillard is making one hundred ninety eight million, please believe the Blazers organization is making more than that. Off of that contract. If Pat Mahomes is getting. A quarter billion or is he getting a half? He's getting like 400 mil, getting like a half, half a bill. Please believe that the Chiefs will make more than a half a bill in the next 10 years off of Pat Mahomes' likeness. So you can be, and I'm not saying any of these organizations are racist. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I'm not saying like the Blazers are racist. I don't know. And, and that's, not what we're, that, that's not what we're talking about right now. But what I'm getting at is somebody could be racist and use a black face or a damn red face, or, you know, I hate to say red, but like, that's what white people do. They classify people by color. So we all know about the football team, the Washington football team formerly named the Redskins. Yeah. You can be racist and put somebody else's face on your organization. You know what I mean? You can have aunt Jemima syrup. You can have uncle Ben's rice and be racist. You can use a slave. You can use a slave character as your brand and make billions and still be racist. Right. So that's some, that's some logic that's off. Am I micro? Am I chopping it up too? Finally, you, you guys let me know. You guys be the judge, but that's how I'm seeing it right now. Let's continue. Talking about, but is that, look at the Germans and fucking, but is that business? Cause you can still, you can still be racist and do business with somebody Man, and make who money. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? You can't be racist if I can fire you. I don't care. Go in the bathroom and scream nigga all you want. You're fired. I'm your boss. You should be racist. You should be mad you got a boss. You want to blame it on me? Go ahead. But you can't do shit to me for it. So you can be racist. You can't be racist if I can fire you. So once again, Dame has this boss mentality. And so he's looking at racism and what it is and how it works and how it plays out based upon a business deal and the leverage that he has in the business deal. Now let's talk about some basic definitions or probably something that I should have laid out before I got started, but let's, let's do it right now. So uh, based upon how I see things um, and what I studied and what I've learned Racism is white supremacy. So racism is systematic prejudice, um, antagonism and discrimination directed at non-white people. And it plays out in all nine areas of people activity, 
So that's economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So the goal of white supremacy is none other than the establishment, maintenance, expansion, and refinement of world domination by members of a group that call themselves white. That's the way that I see it. Also, let's talk about functionality. So let's talk about the actual definition of a racist. So a racist is someone who is someone who is classified as white, um, who operates as white and who practices racial subjugation um, in one, two, a few and or all areas of activity. Once again, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So in either any one of those, if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all. And so basically only the only people that can be racist in this system of racism are the ones that are classified as white. Anyone that is non-white um, is only uh, a victim of racism of this system because it's not their system. We don't control it. Um, and one of the things that I, I understand why Dame would look at things as an individual because he is his own man and he walks to the beat of his own drum. Right. But that's the thing about race and racism. You don't, when you are a victim of racism, you don't get to choose what class you're a part of. You are classified whether you like it or not. So you see yourself as an individual as we all kind of should, but that's more of like a, Western American rugged individualist, uh, rugged individualism type mindset. But before that, you know, we seen ourselves as a part of the community, as, as a part of the group. Now, when you're in America, you're in the system, you're in this game, you got to play the game. And so the game is somewhat rugged individualistic, but that's more of a fallacy for black people. We are a group, whether we like it or not, we are a group and we're aware of that too. We, we are aware that we're, we're being judged by the group and not as an individual. That's why when we watch the news and something happened, some type of killing, and you're like, oh, I mean, I, I hope that wasn't black because if it's black, it's a reflection on you, whether you like it or not, you don't control that, but that's how the system works. And so with come, bringing it back to Dame, He's he's operating and he sees himself as an individual. So he's thinking me. You you dealing with me. I'm Dane. But they don't see us as just this guy. You know what I mean? Like what what Kanye said, you still just a nigga in the coop, period. That's how they see us. That's how we've been classified. We've been treated like that ever since we got here or ever since they discovered us. Cause some of us was brought here. Some of us was already here, but that's another story for another time. But let's, let's continue with the episode. A racist can't stop me from getting money. No, absolutely. But all I do, all I do with a racist is hire them and work them to make them my slave. <laughs> <laughs> the legend has spoken. <laughs> yes. Leo is a slave for my fucking culture. Get your ass out there and get my people some money, Leor. You a slave, Tara. 
You you are slave now. We gotta make the narrative right. They get money off us. How come we not the masters if they making money off us? How come they not the masters if they making money off us? Now, now I feel like I'm nitpicking because I I know in this interview that Dame was smoking heavy, drinking heavy. You know, the spirit is flowing, right? Um, but let's let's go ahead and take it at face value. Um, and of course, yeah, let's just let's just use what we have in front of us. So once again, why aren't we the masters if they're making money off us? Obviously, it's just Dame knows. I almost it's almost like he knows what he's talking about. That's why I, it's weird for me to try to break this down. But they are the masters because they put up the money, they put up the bread, and so because they put up the bread. Um, and they have the business entity behind them, then they are the masters. They have the control. They, they put up the money. And even if, and even if they work for, you know, Def Jam working for Universal is owned by Universal, um, Universal is giving them the keys to the car. You know, they're the captain of that ship of that Def Jam ship. And so they can run it as they see fit and they'll answer to their master um, but as far as they're concerned, when they see you, you on their ship, you know, you, you attach to their ship. And so they're going to, they're going to run it how they see fit. And typically when you're dealing with, um, a European and an African in that business relationship, we see how that works out has worked out historically. You know, typically the European is doing the ex- exploiting and the African is being exploited. And that's not opinion. That's historical fact. And so y'all can go back the past 400 years, the past 500 years, past 600 years. And you tell me how those relationships have gone. Um, and, and beyond African, you could take any non-white person all over the globe. You can go to Australia and see how those business relationships have played out and go to India, go to Barbados, go to South America, go to Hawaii, go to Alaska, go to Canada. You you tell me how those relationships have worked out. Um, it's typically the European do the exploiting and the non-white person is being exploited and subjugated. And if they don't get down or lay down, if they don't get down, they'll have to lay down because, you know, that's kind of how they get down. So um, and they and you could be facing extermination. Um just because the Europeans, that's how they, that's how they're giving it up at the time. So, um, yeah, why why aren't if they're profiting off our culture, why aren't we the the masters? Because you don't, everybody don't own it, bro. Period. And if and yeah, if you like what he was saying earlier, if you hire them, then you can kind of treat them however you want to. So if you want to treat them like a slave, like I don't. You know, that's that's you. That's how you do business. So if that's what you want to do, that's how you that's how you give it up. But if you're not the owner, if you're not the boss and you're just licensing. Or you're just partnering. With the flagship, you know, company with the company that's been established for however long and they're putting up the bread or whatever. You got to surrender the outcome, take it how you want to take it. You know what I mean? So let's continue. Cause they tell us they are boss, nigga. I'm your boss. You making money off me? You my slave. I'ma hire you. 
You know what I did on on growing up hip hop? To um what's her name? Nicolette? Uh who was our line producer for OG Stories? Uh, shit. What the fuck's her name? <laughs> the showrunner? I told her. Yo, stop telling me what to do. I'm gonna be your boss. And then I got I did the OG stories and hired her to fucking be the fucking showrunner for my show. I'm your boss now. Don't pretend you a boss. I'ma pay you. It ain't racism, it's suckerism. Don't try to make me think cause you think I'm black that you better than me just cause you say so. Show me that. Nigga, raw me, you gotta show me your gun, period. And if I show you mine, I'm using it. So how? So there you have it, man. I'm not gonna cover too much more of that there. That's that's all I'm gonna cover at this time. So you guys let me know what you think. Um, both sides of it, as far as like your thoughts on how Dame is approaching it, uh, my approach, compare and contrast, pros and cons, let me know. Um, and I do this because, you know, I really care about brothers like Dame and, and Kanye and Nick Cannon are, are entertainers, um, which are, unfortunately, in the black community, we don't have too many spokespersons that we can really latch on to but um our entrepreneurial entertainers are really impactful in our community um whether you like it or not like that's that's the truth of the, of the situation at this time and so but it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter how high you've gotten in your perspective industry if you don't know your enemy you can take losses and in this situation, I've seen Dame take losses because he doesn't know his enemy, which is racism, white supremacy. And so you enter into these business deals and you're dealing with people on an individual basis, not knowing that you're up against a system. Or even if you know you're up against a system, I guess I don't I don't want to say this wrong, but I guess m maybe you just ignore it. You either don't know, don't show. No, you, you either ignore it or you think you're above it. I, ho I hope that's not the case. But the truth of the matter is it don't matter. I mean, I don't even it, it, whatever I say, it don't matter. Like all that matters is what plays out in history. Recent or distant but you're not above the system. The system is bigger than us. It was here before us, and it's most likely gonna be here after we're gone and our kids are gonna have to deal with this system, right? Now, there are steps that we can take to change our lives, to mitigate it, but just getting money and being successful, that ain't, that ain't it. Because you can get money, you can be successful, but then you can enter into deals and deal with these people in a way where, yo, you're going to come out on the short end of the stick, not because you're, you're not as you're not smart enough, but because you're not approaching the, the game, the way that the game is being played. And that, and that game is systematic oppression, systematic antagonism, systematic discrimination, systematic, everything that's negative when it comes to the relationship between Europeans and non-white people.
So in my course, Know Your Enemy, The Evolution of Racism, we go back to the 1400s. We go back to, you know, so we start in Europe, we bring it over to the East Coast, um, man, go through New York, Virginia, Maryland, all those laws and just colonial America. You know, we bring it to the pseudoscience of race and, and how that came about, you know, to kind of justify the freedoms, the God-given freedoms of these people here on, on this side of the, of the hemisphere. And, um, you know, we take it to all the way up to 2020, showing how in every area of activity, once again, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war, we show every area of activity where racism, white supremacy operates and how it operates present day as, as well as the past. And then we show how to mitigate the, mitigate those, you know what I mean, those forces that we face and so that we can live a life that's not, that we're not continually falling left and right, falling, being, being confused, being conflicted, being confounded by what's happening. So once you know the system and once you know the game, you can't be deceived anymore. It's like in football, like if you've never seen the Wildcat, yeah, you're going to be fooled. But once you study the Wildcat, you can't trick me <laughs> week after week after week, you know? And so um, that's what it is with this racism, white supremacy. Man, we can know this for ourselves. We can master it. We can become, you know, masters of this. We will be the masters of the game. The system is still against us, but we'll be able to know how to, ma to navigate it. So, um... Appreciate y'all for watching this video. If you have any questions, comments, leave it below. If you want to contact me directly, hit me up, socksandsandalspodcast at gmail.com. All right, grace and peace.